You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Make Me Clean is the title of this devotion. Many of us have heard Jesus showing the will of the Father for each and every one of us because this can be a human struggle that is common among many in the wrestles of this life. What God's will is. Well, if God wants to, He'll do it. Yeah, if, you know, God's will be done, but it has an air of question. It has an air of wonder. It doesn't have the, the statement of assurance. I know the will of my Father is like Jesus said, I've come to do the will of my Father. My meat, my satisfaction, my nourishment is to do His will. He says in John 4, and Jesus talked about the will of the Father and you could see Him wrestling in Gethsemane for the will of the Father to come to become manifest in Him. So Jesus had this power to push through the barriers opposing the will of God and conquer them. And I think this is important, especially when it comes to us living holy and clean and pure in God's sight. So today we start with the, with the title, Make Me Clean here from Mark chapter eight, excuse me, Matthew chapter eight. And I'll start reading at verse two. And behold, a leper came and worshiped him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. There was no hesitation in the Lord Jesus. There was no list of questions to ask, why have you done this or are you doing that? Or No, he instantly showed that he came to demonstrate the will of our loving Heavenly Father. And it's the will of our Father that all of us be saved, it says in Timothy. It's the will of the Father to heal us, cleanse us, restore us to wholeness and health and in fellowship with him. So absolutely, friends, God wants you to live in the conscious knowledge of His will, and it is His will to make us clean. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, I personally think this is so powerful because it says there, He worshiped Him. It says a leper came and worshiped Him. I find this such a power in my personal prayer life that I worship in the conscious knowledge of my Father's will. And in that, I get such assurance of faith. I get such strength of expectation, of hope, that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus taught us to pray this, Father, thine will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and there is such power in prayer. John says, when you pray according to the will of the Father, then you may know what you prayed has happened while you're praying it. 
It has happened. You know you have received it because you're praying His will. You're in harmony with the Father. You're in agreement with the Father. Harmonizing with the Father is such a powerful part of prayer coming into agreement, spirit, soul, and body, where your thoughts become His thoughts and your ways become His ways. That is so powerful in prayer. And I believe without question that it is our loving Heavenly Father's will to make us clean, friends. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 says, well, let's start at verse 16. Wash yourself. Make yourselves clean. Put away evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Come, says the Lord. Come on, let's talk about it, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. When we come into this place where we begin to feel the pulling of the Holy Spirit, the jealousy, as James calls it, of the Holy Spirit yearning within us, as Paul says in Romans 8, 26, groaning like hunger feelings to hunger and thirst for righteousness, to be clean before God. Friends, there is a work of grace awaiting you. There's a work of mercy awaiting you. There's a work of the Holy Spirit cleansing our hearts with the blood of Jesus awaiting you. And it is ready, ready to come into your being and remove every stain. Remove the painful memories of failures of the past. Remove painful shames that you bear within you with causing insecurity, causing you to always be timid before people that make you feel bad or people that make you feel like you failed because they themselves have issues. All of that will be washed white as snow. All that timidity will go away. All that insecurity, all that shame, all that sense of guilt of past, it will be washed white as snow. And I think what's so important, you have to decide to want to be clean and not anymore live with these painful memories. Here it says the same thing in Jeremiah chapter 4. Jeremiah chapter 4, oh, verse 14. Wash your heart from wickedness that you may be saved. How long shall your evil thoughts large live within you. Proverbs 4, verse 14. Wash yourself. How do I wash myself? If I'm to wash myself, folks, I don't need nobody to tell me what to do. I go into the bathroom, I turn on the tap, I take the soap and I wash myself. And the soap has the power to cleanse away the dirt. 
and you come to God to wash yourself in the water of His Holy Spirit, cleansing you with the blood of Jesus that's eternally powerful and capable of removing every sense of shame and guilt and condemnation and sense of wrong out of your being memory, He will wash away your memories of failures. That doesn't mean that you can't maybe recollect them, but there's no more that pain, there's no more that shame, there's no more that insecurity that emerges out of, out of the memory of it that's gone. It's gone. And if somebody would point you to those past things, you could say, oh yeah, I was lost and in sin, but Jesus Christ washed me white as snow and those sense of guilt is gone and thank God he does it for us all. But you gotta be willing, you gotta be willing and the willingness is even a, something that Philippians 2 verse 13 says God works in us, the willingness and the ability to please Him. You see, David, when he was confronted with his failings, and you, you understand, dear friends, it's not always so easy for the Heavenly Father to get to us because shame and guilt makes us defensive mostly and makes us quickly tempered when somebody points out what's wrong because it's such a sensitive area and we feel so frightened or angry or resentful either to ourselves or to the scenario that caused it all. So for the Lord to, to get to the real issue, the real root of the shame, it's not always so straightforward. And David, he had done something terribly sinful and he tried to hide it. And the more that he hid it, the more miserable he became. And it really took a great effort for the Lord to get to him that eventually at the right moment of his desperation, he sent Nathan the prophet to him and Nathan talked to him. And he said, King, I have to tell you about a great burden. There's this man who is really wealthy and prosperous and he has many sheep, many, many, more than he could count. But he had a guest come to him unexpectedly and he wanted to prepare a meal for him. And he went down the road to one of his servants who had just one little lamb that was like a pet in the home. The whole family loved it, the whole family cared for it and the lamb loved living there. And he took that little lamb from his servant and he prepared it to feed it to his, to his guest. And David got so offended, so offended that that rich man would do such a wicked thing that he said he should restore fourfold, fourfold he should restore and so forth. And Nathan looked at him and said, but King, it is you who did this thing. And the conviction of God's Spirit was able to touch the root in David and get to the root of his adultery with Bathsheba and murdering her husband Uriah. And the Lord was able to grab that root as it now was exposed in David. You know, David says here, <clears throat> he says, my dishonesty, he said in verse three of Psalm 32 from the Living Bible, there was a time 
when I wouldn't admit what a sinner I was. But my dishonesty made me miserable and filled my days with frustration because all day and all night the hand of the Lord was heavy on me so so that my strength evaporated like the water on a sunny day until I finally admitted all my sins to the Lord and stopped trying to hide them from Him. And I said to myself, okay, 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 Lord, I will confess my sin to you. And the Lord forgave me. And now all my guilt is gone. And I say that each believer should confess his sins to God when he's aware of them while there is yet time to be forgiven so that judgment will not be able to touch him. And David talks about what happiness for those who have, whose guilt is forgiven and what joy when sins are covered, what relief for those who've confessed their sins to God and he's cleared their record so that there is nothing they need that they don't need to hide anymore. And when David cried out to the Lord, this is what he said in Psalm 51. David cried out to the Lord and and he said, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercy, blot out my transgression, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. You see, dear friends, you can be clean, but you gotta be willing to be cleansed to be clean. You know, people can say to someone, you know, you're smelling pretty bad. And I know this is not just a lack of deodorant or aftershave. This is the lack of washing. And you could go, oh, well, you know, and you can have silly attitude. But you know, friends, to wash yourself is not just for your own benefit and your own well-being, but it's also for the benefit of everybody around you. When we aren't clean, we can look at things in a way we shouldn't. I once read about this story of this lady who looked out of her kitchen window and she saw the lady across the street hanging out her clothing to dry and she said to her husband I cannot imagine such a thing that anybody would want to hang out dirty clothes to dry I mean doesn't a woman know how to wash and that just kept going and going and going and it became an obsession of this woman to always be looking what her clothes looked like and if she finally washed them or not and it was completely darkening the house with frustration and irritation. Then one morning, the husband just had enough of it. And he went downstairs before his wife got up. And when his wife walked in the kitchen, the first impulse in her was to look out of the window and look at the woman that washed her clothes. And she looked out of the window and said to her husband, wow, finally she got her clothes clean. And her husband said to her, darling, I washed our windows this morning. You see, friends, we could sometimes see things from our own perspective when we're not clean, when we're not pure. And then you mis- misrepresent things, you, you miscommunicate, you misconnect with things. And I, I find it so important myself 
I want to stay clean. I don't want to have judgments. I don't want to get irritated over nothing. I, I don't want to get, uh, get defensive over nothing. And we can all become like that. Me too, all of us. And I, I don't like it. And when I see, oh, I'm being oversensitive here. I'm being defensive here. I, I'm feeling threatened here. Hey, I, I, then I know, okay, Robert, it's time to wash. You know, one dear lady came to our church and this a very long, long time ago. And she said, Pastor, ever, t ever since I've come to the church, all hell's broken loose in my life. And instantly the Holy Spirit gave me a thought when she said that. I said, you know, dear sister, it's like you've been cooking in the kitchen with the lights off all this time. And now the light's being turned on. So we could do one of two things. We could do spring cleaning, or we can turn off the lights and keep going. She looked at me, and I'll never forget her. And she said, spring cleaning, Pastor. Oh, and you should have seen that woman's life and family transformed when she came to wash herself in the everlasting flow that flows from Emmanuel's veins. For sinners plunged beneath that flood will lose all their guilty stains. Oh, I loved it to see her willingness to be clean. I loved it to see her take the word of God that how much more shall the blood of Christ cleanse your conscience from dead works, from ways of acting that produce no good things. It says in Hebrews 9, 14, and by the one sacrifice of himself, he forever completely cleanses. It says there in Hebrews 10, 14. And in Titus, it says, we are saved by the washing of being made new inwardly through the Holy Spirit. And Ephesians 5 says that we are being washed by the water of the word. Oh, dear friends, when I was a little boy, I don't know, I was four years old, I think. My mama in 1964 had a little tub in the kitchen and she'd fill it up with warm water that she'd heated on the stove. And I'd come, by, uh, come from playing in the field and I'd stand in that little tub and she'd pour the warm water on me and scrub me. And I'd be crying and saying, I don't need a bath, I don't need a bath. And however, the water was all brown because there was so much dirt on me. But you see, you don't always smell your own breath, do you? You're not always aware of self. And sometimes we can be so unaware of self that we don't recognize at all how that affects everybody else. And I want to plead with you. Don't let the Lord have to push and press and force you to be clean. Come to Him like that leper and say, Lord, I know. I know you can make me clean. I know you can make me clean. And you come to the Lord and He begins to wash you with the water of the Word, with the renewing of the Holy Spirit, with the transforming power of His thoughts in your heart, His ways in your attitudes and behaviors. And before long, oh, you're transformed. You see things the way He sees it. And it changes everything about our fellowship. It changes you in how you are in church. So let me close with 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. If we walk in the light as He, Christ, is in the light, 
we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us. If we walk in the light as God is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth not in us. But if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When you come to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't want to have these behaviors, these attitudes, this way of talking, this way of thinking about others, and I justify it, Lord, by, by exposing their failures, but it exposes my heart to be judgmental and condemning, and thereby I condemn myself. Oh, Lord, cleanse my heart, wash me clean, because you see, we, when we're not clean, we're not able to enjoy fellowship with one another because we have all these charges, all these thoughts, all these offenses. We, we think they're hanging out dirty clothes to dry when the real issue is with us. You know, I'll sh close with this. There was an, an old man with a big mustache and he came from a certain part in the Netherlands where they had this cream cheese that was extremely smelly. And he went to go visit his son and wife and their two sons, their two little boys. And he took his cheese with him. Oh, those boys loved granddad, but could not bear the stink of that cheese. So to make the story short, they hatched out a plan together, these two little boys. And in the middle of the night, with squeezers on their nose, they went into the fridge, got out the big scoop of that cheese, and while Grandad was sleeping, put it on his own mustache and quickly run back into their beds and waited there, listening what was happening. Well, they all of a certain heard a commotion of Grandad waking up, shouting, it was stinking in the bedroom, running for fresh breath into the living room, and it was stinking in the living room, running for fresh breath into the kitchen and it was stinking in the kitchen and he says the whole house is stinking and he opened the front door to take a fresh breath of wind from outside and he said the whole world stinks but granddad didn't realize the stink was on him and friends we can get to that place where everything is unclean because we are and everything is not welcoming and not enjoyable and we don't have any more fellowship and we become a hermit and that's not God's will no Jesus showed you God's will he wants you to be clean and he will not just make you clean but keep you clean by continuously washing you by the Holy Spirit with his precious blood so that you can see what he is doing and you can you can enjoy fellowship and you can love others and not see their failings and not because your own heart is clean. Oh, the Heavenly Father loves you. And yes, He wants you to be clean. Amen. Have a good day.